Yeah, so last week we had Greg here. Right. Actually there. Greg was here and not here. Yeah. Greg, Greg was here, there, and everywhere. He was more focused at PSX because he uh he was so damn busy. At least yeah. the, the, the first I guess the first day he was busier. He, he books himself like minute to minute. Well, um he, like he has to schedule in time to breathe and eat and sleep. And he doesn't. Yeah. Uh I, I forced him to get lunch the first day with me. And so we left the convention center and had lunch. And then Yeah, the second uh, I guess yeah, we did that the second day too. It was you had to like drag him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I was like, "Come on, man! Like you can't just yeah." He he, he lives off of bars, like those energy oh, bars. Oh things. yeah, like energy bars. <laughs> okay. Not like yeah, not like drinking. He's probably I, I picture there was Greg a bar like, at PSX though. I, that's why I picture Greg going to a bar and like doing a shot. Like all right, let's go. <laughs> more interviews. I'm ready now. I'm gonna interview, I'm gonna interview let's the fuck do out of this. video games. <laughs> Woo! Uh, no. But there was a bar at PSX. Oh? Which is interesting. For MLB The Show 17, not 18. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I, sports games need to be ahead, or I feel like I'm talking about an old version. It, yeah, it's like this is last year's season. That's bizarre. But PSX was bizarre. It was a lot of games that were already out. There was a Destiny 2 booth. There was a Star Wars Battlefront 2 booth. What about Last of Us 2? That game at least is not out. And maybe it didn't have a booth. It didn't have a booth. So that's the rule for PSX this year. If your game is out, you get a booth. No, but no. God of War had a booth. <gasps> so it's, there, it's but not it wasn't black playable. and white. It's not absolute. <laughs> and that <laughs> game's just, coming out in March. It was just a video. It's it, time for that game to be dude, playable. That game might be my game of the year next year. It looks really, really oh, good. Oh, it does. I've been interested in it since I think they revealed it at last E3. Yeah. I'm pretty interested I'm in I'm down that. with the Norse mythology. I am too. I, I, I am like, this could be great. And the story direction, because like I'm I'm one who got I played the first God of War and I really liked it, but mm-hmm. every other one was basically the same thing. Kratos yeah. pissed off and doing crazy combos, and I'm like, I can get that other places now. This looks like a yeah, I'm down. I'm down to play that. Yeah. It's got competition though. Mm-hmm. First of all, because Resident Evil 2 remake will be out next year. This I this I promise you. Uh-huh. Second, because Street Fighter Anniversary 30th Anniversary Collection. Yep. That's my game of the year 2018. And then all 12 also, games. Also Mega Man 11, right? And Mega Man 11. Although I have, well, yeah, I have Thoughts? concerns. I have concerns. concerns. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Let's maybe. get into it later. Lola is just chilling. Yeah. She's in her back. She's in her seat. <laughs> she's happy to be back at, at the Shack cast. Yeah. Greg called it the chatty cast last week. And then I accidentally almost called it that. Yeah. And I feel like I should have like a ribbon of shame. It's an easy mistake to make. You know, I haven't called the show weekend confirmed yet. We should call it the bad kitty cast. The bad kitty cast. Yeah. The bad kitty live tweet cast. I enjoy those. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It enhances the episode. When you post a podcast and a couple hours later, my Twitter blows up. I know bad kitty is listening (laughs) and reacting and and usually mad at me about yeah. my controller positions because well, I, I and we had a huge slack argument about this too we're gonna have to get into that too yeah because uh that was actually pretty interesting we should publish that Just as a, an article yeah well, why not yeah let's, that is a listicle let's talk about your favorite controllers yeah top 10 controllers of all time yeah yep we're gonna do that but before that we have a lot of awards to give out we sure oh man we, I, th- I feel like we talked about like two dozen categories. Over. It's like 30. Whew. But we're not going to like, it's not going to be individual articles for all of them. No, we're going to, yeah. 
but yeah we'll whittle we get, some down we'll consolidate <laughs> i'm like okay that's what i'm doing this week yeah is writing this massive article about video games but i'm fine with that yeah um and then yeah whoever we're, we're gonna argue about it later today in slack i think uh who thinks what about okay. what i think that's it okay i think that should that should happen yeah um but by the time people are listening to this which will probably be friday or saturday or sunday whenever i get these up yeah i, I haven't been too religious about that it's hard when okay. the, well yeah you've been gone for two weeks you're just getting yeah. home you got home like late last night i did monday night for those monday night listening yeah, yeah um because atlanta airport had no power right and my flight flying into canton i wanted to fly from orange county to atlanta to canton because that's where you left your car (laughs) that is where i left my car yeah and i was like you know it'd be nice to get to the airport and just get in my car and be five minutes away from home yeah but instead i flew from lax to cleveland uh which is a shorter flight right definitely shorter and but then i had to drive like an hour down to canton get my car another five minutes home so what, did you like, just take an uber or something uh no in, in cleveland they have a really good cab stand oh just, okay you, like from baggage claim you can just walk right to the cab stand oh nice okay so i prefer cabs in northeast ohio to uber really yeah i mean i know uber isn't pro- prolific in canton our area but i thought all cleveland- they have is uber x and uber xl oh that's it that's it yeah I'd there's no cab probably there's no select there's no black there's no... What about Columbus? What's Columbus's Uber situation? I haven't been to Columbus since Uber. <laughs> I, I felt like Cleveland... I feel I, like I, Cleveland I, and Columbus would certainly have... Like be canvassed by Uber and, dude, and Lyft. Here's a story about Uber and Cleveland. Okay. Finals, 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Cavs Warriors. Yeah. First year. Right. We lost, right? Yes. Uh, game three. I was going from... I think I was going to like, I was just trying to get like out of the city. Yeah. And it was probably, probably like four hours before the game, mm-hmm. but the town was crazy. Right? Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. LeBron's first final since he came back, like all that crazy stuff. So, um, I call this Uber. It's like an Uber X and they're like, yeah, it's a Honda Accord. Like, you know, it'll be there. Right. And this lady pulls up in like a, in a Honda Civic. Yeah. But like a 1980 something. Like something that's totally not qualified to be an Uber. <laughs> like different color wheels. Dude, like, that's, a, that's a Northeast Ohio Uber though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it really busted up Civic pulls up. Northeast Ohio and Uber. And like, I, no offense to heavier set people. I'm, I'm a bigger dude, right? Yes. The car was literally leaning to one side. Okay. And I'm just like, my God wow so i get in this thing and it it drove me i i got there cleveland it, is statistically one of the fattest cities in the country though it, it is and it's also not it's not uh beverly hills nope when it comes to average income you no. know what i mean so i'm not talking down on class here no these are this facts is, these are statistical facts. facts but yeah it was kind of the the you know the uber itself had this smell to it yeah and it was a rough, rough ride, man. It was like, sure. I think I went to, I might have gone to like Whole Foods and back or something. Because there's that Whole Foods east of there. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was staying at the the residence inn across from the arena. Mm-hmm. That place is awesome. Okay. It's actually one of the best places in Cleveland to stay. 
uh, pro tip. Okay. But uh, and you're right by the arena. But you're kind of far away from the casino if that's your thing. Okay. But if you're there to do it for the Cavs, mm-hmm. you're close by. Okay. It's not bad. And you no. can walk to the casino. It's not horrible. No, okay. You don't have to take this Uber. Cle- people in Cleveland should do more walking. That's what I'm taking away from this story. That, but also like a round trip from Cleveland to, I think it's north of Beachwood? I think it's Beachwood-ish. Mm, yeah. There's the whole right. foods over there. Yeah. There and back in a smelly Honda Civic that's like literally falling apart is kind of terrifying. Sure. But at the same time, I had a good time. She was a nice lady. Okay. See? Good people. Yeah. This was before Uber tips. Because now you can tip people in Uber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you give her a... Did you rate her? That's always been a thing, right? <laughs> I don't think I rated her. <laughs> I, it's like... <laughs> okay. I only give five stars. Five stars or nothing? Five stars or no rating. I I, I don't want to hurt people's rating. No, no, no. Okay, that makes sense. That's I feel fine. bad. Like I don't. This is their job. I don't right. want to give them a zero. Right. I did give one person a zero because this is a, <laughs> these are Uber stories now. Yeah. Uh, he drove. Uh, this was in Newport Coast, right? Fancy mm-hmm. area. Okay. Okay. But it was UberX because I was being cheap. I only had to go like a certain distance. Okay. Um, and he literally didn't stop at a red light. Yeah. He he, not he cool. tried to stop late and like ended up right in the middle of the intersection. But if anyone was going either way, we were like dead. Yeah, I gave that guy a zero. Yeah, that guy deserves a zero. What was he doing? What was his? What was the story there? I think he just sucked at driving. Okay. He might have been looking at his phone too. Damn millennials! No, I don't. Even, I, I don't want to go. I'm into, a millennial. It was a guy. And I don't want to say what race he was because people may say I'm being racist. Okay, he was a terrible driver. That's and that's it. Yeah, if you almost kill me, I'm going to give you a zero. How many bad drivers have you run into as an Uber customer? And you use Uber pretty frequently. A lot. Yeah, it's a terrible company. It really is. The CEO is a horrible, or the former CEO is a terrible guy. Yeah, their VCs are terrible. Yeah, everything they have, they're they're under investigation for like. Uh, monitoring their customers and like doing weird things they're a very dubious company and i only use them out of convenience sure but what about lyft you tried lyft i need to start using lyft but i i see the same stickers on these cars the uber drivers are lyft drivers oh yeah so they're independent contractors they don't have a non-compete clause oh okay you yeah, can do, you yeah, can yeah I guess. Uber, a Lyft, a Postmates, everything. I guess that's like I remember switching to Lyft for ethical reasons. Mm-hmm. After E3, I had a really like a like a 6 a.m. flight out of LAX. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, I'll try Lyft because everything I'm reading about Uber just makes them sound like the scum of the earth." Mm-hmm. And I had a good experience. I didn't realize there was overlap. Like you could just drive for whoever. Yeah, but I makes sense. They're yeah, the same. They're all freelance. The, yeah. The, the same pool of drivers I should I should say. Okay. But it's not like the, talking to the drivers. It's not like they feel Lyft treats them better than Uber does. They're just doing the job. They're just trying to make money. Yeah. So that's why, like, I that's why I don't judge the Uber drivers for using it. It's just a means of making money. Sure. Yeah. But they all admit that Uber treats them poorly. And but yeah, it's like it's roulette every time you're playing. Every time you do an Uber, <sighs> I've had good experiences. Like when you and I went to. Um I think I guess GDC and QuakeCon we used Uber to get around, but you had you had a guy, mm-hmm. uh, Lee, right in LA. Yeah, in E3. LA. Yeah, okay yeah. for E3. Yeah, and he was good. 
Yeah, he's outstanding. But if you don't know the driver, you're you know rolling the dice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I think that's why limo companies will continue to exist. Yeah. Is that people don't trust the random. They don't want to play like driver roulette. Yeah. Link, here come to town. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Asif Khan. I'm CEO, Editor-in-Chief, Chief Puppy Wrangler, Shack Nudes Awards host, Janitor, Janitor, and do it. I do it. Whatever you, you need me to do, I'll do you're it. You're the, the fixer. Sh- the Shacker of all trades. The the email password resetter. Yeah. Of Shack Oh, News. yeah. Yeah, we just had a, yeah, we had a situation. We had a and situation. you resolved it. You cleaned it up. We had a situation. So I hear the janitor. I fixed it. Yeah. Uh, with me is usually back here after a week off. Right. Due to a, a moment of silence for Resident Evil 2 remake. Oh, dude. Don't, it's it's still fresh. The Oh. The wound speaking, is seeping. Speaking blood. of fresh wounds. Yeah. The writer of Rocket Jump. Yes. Hello. Uh, a, a Mercury exclusive premium content juggernaut at Shack News. That's right. And, you know, maybe he'll write something about the game of the year. Maybe I will. Probably. Uh, David Craddock's here to talk about video games. I'm here. I'm here. But also, if I have uh, a controversial subject to bring up first, mm-hmm. uh, our listeners at home don't know this, but you're, you're doing this podcast partially nude today. I'm a little concerned. Your wrist is very bare. Your left wrist is bare. I know. Where is the Apple Watch? What's going on? Okay. So tr- I had the worst day on Sunday. Right. Oh every, yeah. Everything went start, wrong. Start from the top. Yeah. Well, the Browns lost to the Ravens. That is that is that bad or is that like ordinary? I the, hate the Ravens. Oh, you have to hate the Ravens. That's true. I hate the Ravens. Yeah. They were the Browns. Yeah. They stole our team and then won two Super Bowls. Fuck the Ravens. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's how my day starts. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. And then I get to the airport because I'm coming home. Sure. To Northeast Ohio, right? LAX. That's right. Flight delayed thirty minutes when I get there. Of course, I'm early. I show up early on the days where my flight gets canceled. Right. Literally six hours of them delaying it by 30 minutes, and then they canceled because of a power outage in Atlanta. Yeah. Because of a fire underground that they don't know how it started. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Right. So I was like, well, I guess I'm staying in Southern California for another day. Mm -hmm. I had noticed earlier in the day that the screen on my Apple Watch was like raised. And, like, it just felt, when I was clicking it to type in the password or whatever, it felt different. And I was like, something's up. And then later in the day, the screen starts, like, peeling up. Like, the the adhesive comes off. I don't. The screen is raised now. I don't own an Apple Watch, but I feel like it's not supposed to do that. No, not at all. No. And 
I thought that the adhesive came off. I thought that was the problem. Uh, so I'm like, well, my flight's delayed. I got my hotel again. I had to get a hotel room for the night. They didn't even pay for that. Yeah. Because Delta had to cancel like over a thousand flights, I guess. Yeah, they're not going to foot the bill for all those. No. They yeah. didn't want to set a precedent. No. Nope. So they didn't. They, they gave you a new flight, but I was like, you're going to fly me home on Tuesday? Yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to just go buy another flight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I was like, fine. I'm going to go to the Apple store. After I checked in, I had some time. Right. I was like, I'll go to the Apple store. And I'm sitting there and like, I, I go talk to the geniuses. They, they get me in as a walk in, which right. is nice. It's busy. Mm-hmm. Holiday weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That store was popping. Yes. Lots of people looking at Apple watches. Lots of people looking at iPhones. A lot of iPads being looked at. People mm-hmm. were even buying Macs. Mm-hmm. Store's busy, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's one of the busiest stores in the mall by far. So I'm like in there and I'm just waiting. I'm playing balls on my phone. Literally. Sure. Literally playing balls. As going, you do. Going back to my brick breaker of the year. Yes. Uh, balls. And yeah, I finally get the genius there. He's like, he takes a look at it. He put, peels the screen back. He's like, oh, your battery is swelling. And I guess this is something that happens. How did that How did that start? How does that start? It's like a, the the cell or whatever yeah. like deforms. Okay. And then I think it's part of the design is instead of exploding or whatever, it just swells. Mm-hmm. And then the way it swells, it pops the screen off. Okay. So that's why the screen was popping off. Okay. What's amazing about this? The watch worked the whole time this was going on. Even when I peeled the screen off, it still, it still just worked. worked. It's it worked. Yes. It's like the only thing I, I need a new battery. Okay. So because it's a defect in the early gen Apple watches, yeah, which I'm an early adopter. Mm-hmm. You have to understand this was almost two and a half years old. Yeah. And I wore it every day. I use this every day for two and a half years. This is the first time I've seen you without yeah. The Apple Watch. Like, I love that thing. Yeah. It's the best Apple product they've made in years. And it sucks. Like I don't have it, but they, they're gonna replace it for free. That's yeah, that's cool. So like, you know, Greg's giving me shit on Twitter about it, and I'm like, I don't have time for your shit. I had this thing for two and a half years, used it every day, and they're <laughs> replacing it for free. Yeah. This is not the time to talk shit about Apple. Right. I talk shit about Apple all the time. When they deserve it. This is not the time. The iMac Pro that costs $13,000, that thing is an abomination. It's it's warranted to talk. talk That you can talk shit about. But not the Apple Watch breaking after two and a half years of use. And then replacing it for free. Yeah. Yeah. And then them replacing it for free. Yeah. I'm like, okay, no. That's not the time that you take this stand. No. And I was looking at the Apple Watch Series 3, you know, the the new one with mm-hmm. the GPS in it. But honestly, if they could fix my current one, I'm just happy with it. it. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. It's just I use it for notifications. So lately, yeah. I haven't been responding to notifications as well. Because, <laughs> like, I had to pull my stupid phone out of my pocket. Yeah, I'm used to your, like, 0.02 second response time. And it's gone. You are slow now. It's gone. Yeah. I, I, it's because it's, like, tap, 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 tap. Every time Slack does anything. And anytime anyone posts an edits, anytime anyone posts an headlines, anytime anyone adds me, boop, boop. Yep. And that, that's what I mean. Like, you know, some people leave the house without their wallet and they feel naked. Like, I imagine that's how you feel. Like, uh, it sucks. Your wrist feels too light. You're glancing over and seeing skin. I, yeah, I, I just, I do that. Like, it, yeah. Today I didn't do it as much. The first day, oh, yeah. 
this is day two of me not having an Apple Watch. Yeah. And they might not come. They're like seven to ten days. So it's probably I'm probably not going to have it on Christmas. Which is like, it's okay. I don't need notifications on Christmas. But I need this before CES. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can't exist at CES without an Apple Watch. No. Those things are so clutch at conventions. Yep. Um, and it's not just Apple Watch. Like, wearable. A wrist wearable that notifies you is valuable that device has value now i can yeah i can make an argument for that and that, it's, this is a someone who did not wear a watch for like 20 some years i'm in that boat i wore a watch when i was a kid yeah i think i was like 12 the last time i had a watch i wore themed watches i had like a batman watch mm-hmm. yes i had the batman watch of course that was like the best one yeah i had the stupid casio one too but like yeah, I had I had watches when I was a kid. Right. But I was not the guy that was like, I can afford a ridiculously stupid expensive watch, but I'm not gonna buy that. Like yeah. I don't want that. Right. It didn't have any utility for me. My my phone can tell time. Yeah. You know, so it was that that's what's interesting about it, is that they're t- they're still time pieces mm-hmm. and I ended up using it for that purpose. Mm-hmm. But it was the utility of notifications and payments yeah. that I miss. Because like God, having your credit card on your wrist that's nice yeah it's so useful and like i said it's not i'm not doing an apple commercial here i'm just speaking to the value of the wrist wearable yeah Uh, that's a category that's here to stay now yeah and when apple was entering it people were still debating that yeah i mean at first i remember when i first heard about that i'm like oh well you know i wouldn't want to use my wrist to like write out a text message or an email but and they smartly said no it's not for that it's you know it's tethered to your phone right so you get a notification and then you can take out your iphone yeah. and, and respond or whatever but mm-hmm. i like the idea of not having to dig your phone out yeah for every notification i like that mm-hmm. no it, it's uh <laughs> you know we should mention yeah. our third co-host is here licking you uh, yep yeah her name's lola my left hand is the chair spotless pup. now the chair pup of the board that's right the cutest little puppy in the world She's keeping here. us on task. She's back here. She's home. She's producing the podcast. She she was angry at me because it snowed while I was gone. She's so pissed in that picture. She's looking at me like, you motherfucker. Yeah. I will get you, Dad. What is this snow? I remember this, and I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. Yeah. she's. I think she likes it, but then she's like, I'm over it. I think it's that initial shock, mm-hmm. but once you get used to it. And yeah. if you're in Northeast Ohio, you've got to get used to it. She's just an indoor dog, though. Like she does. Like we go out in summertime. Well, in yeah, the spring. I mean, I'm an indoor person. Yeah. And it's the first time I see snow every year, I'm like, "What the hell?" And, <laughs> and I just have to slowly deal with it. It snowed before I left, but it didn't accumulate. This is the first accumulation we yeah. had of the year. Yeah, we had snow, and days. it got really cold. It was like yeah. 15 degrees. Yep. Salt trucks were out. It was really. The, oh yeah. Yeah, there was. I don't remember the day. How much like accumulation it was, was it? Like a few inches? Two or three inches. Okay. Yep. It that's was not, a non-trivial amount of snow. That's not. Yeah, that's that's a material amount of snow. Yep. That's a good thing. Yep. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, you have to go back to Ohio." So many people were talking shit to me at PSX and just in LA in general. Like, <sighs> why did you move to Ohio? I'm like, because it's like I live in this house and it costs less than like. Yeah, a, sh- a shack on the side of PCH. Yep, <laughs> but that like I I think I got spoiled by la- last winter was comparatively mild. It was nothing. Yeah, I was like, this is all you got. Yeah, I was like, really, Ohio? 
That's winter? Because you, okay. you had moved home last summer, so that was your first winter Back. in how many years? Um, I moved to Houston in 2004. Yeah. So 13 years? Yeah. And it was pretty mild. This year, I don't know. The people who read Farmer's Almanac tell me we're supposed to get dumped on this year. Uh-huh. And this was, I guess this was a sign of that. Fortunately, I write from home. Yep. If I do not want to leave the house and drive in the snow, I will not. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too concerned about it. See, how does that, how's your ride handle in snow? That So I just got new tires. Okay. So it's pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to be able to make it up this hill? I, I'm one, like the podcast might be, <laughs> you might have to replace me for a season. I don't know. I'll just, I mean, I just mean my driveway. Well, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Cause your, your driveway is steep enough that I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it up yeah. or back down it. Uh-huh. And you also live in a cul-de-sac, uh-huh. a, a pretty tight cul-de-sac. So yep. like, I don't think I could park on the street. Yeah, you can park on the street. All right. I'm going to park on the street. There's yeah. no problem. Oh yeah. You, you can park on the street. All right. We've had visitors do that for years. Okay. And then there's no problem. No, because my my neighbor over there, if they can't get by, they just use the other. They they use the, oh, okay. the other side of the circle. Okay, they're cool. All right. So even uh, though they had two, they had two, two Trump signs in their front yard last year. Well, on either side of their property, oh, so it looked like it. I it could have been my house. Yeah, like they did that intentionally. Ah, oh. but the Trump flag down the street's gone. Good. Well, there's, maybe. There's- because election season's a year in the grave or because they're like, oh my gosh, this guy is... I think because three people living around him all sold their house within the year. And there must have been some sort of uh, homeowners association thing that happened there. Hmm. That's not my neighborhood. I live in a different neighborhood. That's oh, okay. the one next door. Okay. But yeah, th- now there's two flags across the street from where the Trump flag was flying. One's the Ohio State flag and one's the Cleveland Cavaliers flag. Both of those are acceptable. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, well, so we know from this that at least your neighbor is cool about parking, if not necessarily yeah. politics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good enough. Yep. That does it for my situation. So, you, you were gone because you attended PSX mm-hmm. and the Capcom Cup, which you said you enjoyed. The Capcom Cup wrapped up PSX. Okay. So it was Marvel versus Disappointment Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm calling it. Yeah. And Street Fighter V. Yeah. That's the one I would be interested in. I'm real. I don't like playing that game at all. It's fun to watch, though. But boy, do I love watching pl- professional Street Fighter players. Yes. It is exciting. Like, they're great. Yeah. And I've just come to really like fighting game esports yeah because it's one-on-one and you become invested in these guys as you watch them go through a tournament there are narratives yeah that are told yeah like this was the first time anyone from the dominican republic it's mena rd yeah he won as the first time anyone from his country won and what i keep talking about is there's so much patriotism yeah in esports yeah. and there was a section of people from the dominican republic that were all flipping out yeah it's like it was japan versus the dominican republic in street fighter yeah and the dominican republic beat japan and it was like a big deal that's like a and this was the guy who won evo tokido won evo the guy who lost from japan yeah so it's not like he had a bad year he right. won evo right you know so it's like and he's great he made it all the way to the finals of the capcom cup but that ended up being more exciting to me than uh anything yes, yes. At PSX, it was like, well, I guess you could consider it part of PSX, but yeah, like and then because then they they did that the the news of the 30th anniversary Street Fighter. So Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection 
rounds up 12 Street Fighter games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Street Fighter 2 was my first fighting game, as it was for a lot of people of our generation. Yeah. Um, I still love those games. I, st- I think Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, a.k.a. My first Turbo. was Karate Champ. Oh, okay. I, I played <laughs> Karate Champ. I think like it's kind of like Resident <laughs> Evil versus Alone in the Dark. Like Resident yeah. Evil was the, the survival horror game that kind of awoke me to that uh-huh. genre. And then I went back and like noticed stuff that I just glossed over before. We used to play Karate Champ a lot in the arcade on, on NES. Featured in oh okay on the NES. That game was also featured in Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is appropriate. Yeah, that uh, game was. It was minimal. Yeah, it was not. It was there weren't combos. There wasn't the, the mechanics were pretty good. The, it but, felt more like a real karate tournament. Uh huh. Like they're not going through crazy action movie sequences. Yeah, they're looking for. It's like a chess match. Yep, for sure. You know, you're looking for an opportunity to land that perfect punch or kick. But yeah, like that that woke that I like fighting games in me. Mm-hmm. And then you're right. Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat. Yep. That was the, like, the earth shook. Yes. When those two games were out. So what I really like about Anniversary Collection is I consider Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting or, you know, Street Fighter 2 Turbo on SNES. Maybe mm-hmm. the best home version of that game for that era to be like the best fighting game ever like to me street fighter 2 peaked there mm-hmm. i never really liked super because i didn't really care about the four new characters i didn't like the goofy announcer voice and and they slowed the speed back down maybe just so they could make a super 2 turbo yeah but i never really liked that version also because akuma in my opinion is broken therefore that game is broken mm-hmm. so bringing you know coming to my point street fighter 30th anniversary collection will have four online enabled games street fighter 2 hyper fighting Super 2 Turbo, Alpha 3, and Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. And I think that's awesome. There's going to be a lot of competition from those games. And I'm also I'm always down, as much as I enjoy watching, you know, the pros play Street Fighter 5, I'm I'm very excited that but by the possibility of uh 30th anniversary collection bringing two Alpha 3 and 3 back into the conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'm that's like honestly that's probably one of my most anticipated <laughs> games for next year. You know, I I've talked about this before that I think Nintendo should buy Capcom. Yes. I think Sony's going to buy Capcom. Sure, I think that they've already got a foot in the door. Street Fighter 5 is exclusive yeah. to PlayStation 4. I think that there's that's a marriage made in heaven. It they're is. already they're already working together so well. Not just that Monster Hunter World is going to sell a ton on PS4, and it's not on Switch. It's not, yeah, that's weird. But, I mean, like, other things are on Switch. Like, Capcom, mm-hmm. or Nintendo of America retweeted Capcom's Mega Man announcement. Yeah, Mega announced, Man 11 will be on Switch. They announced and, and Mega the, Man the 11, collection and, X Collection, yeah. and they are packing the two Mega Man... I get them all confused now because there have been a couple of Mega Man compilations. The legacy, mm-hmm. the two legacy collections into uh-huh. one package for yep. Switch. Mm-hmm. And to me, just because of the era where we grew up, like I associate Capcom with Nintendo. Totally. Because I played Mega Man because they got the, you know, Nintendo landed the exclusive version of Street Fighter 2 uh-huh. on Super Nintendo. So like to me, like the Mega Man, I'm going to buy the Mega Man Legacy Collection again just because I want all 10 of those games in one unit. Yeah. The X Collection. I never really played x back in the day because i loved mega man but i played it on nes super nes and game boy so by the time the x series got rolling i was kind of burnt out mm-hmm. on x so i'm really looking forward to the collection and then the street fighter anniversary yep. package man i'm so excited for that i'm getting them all for switch yeah yeah i mean it's it's great news that it they, is they're doing that but it's just the fact that they had the capcom cup at psx 
Yeah. I was like, hmm. This seems like a it seems like a good deal. It does seem like a good deal, but I wonder if Capcom wants to do that because you know they've really been spreading themselves themselves between Nintendo and Sony. Like Ultra Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2 is exclusive to Switch. Yeah. Uh not really giving Xbox any love, but then again, no one really is. No these, one from Japan is. No one from Japan is. No one no one from Japan ever has. In no, fairness. but like it when 360 was doing well, they Japanese they developers did. did make sure to make the games for for 360 yeah because it's it's all about the dominant platform and now there's 70 million ps4s i don't know if you saw that news 70 million ps4 sold yeah and guess what 2 million psvrs and remember a long time ago we mm-hmm. were talking about this mm-hmm. it was probably two e3s ago yeah and i was like you know that psvr it has a chance of winning and i was talking about this last week Dude, with- uh, yeah i said that too like yeah. to me P- psvr is going to be the gateway drug for a lot of people I was talking to Greg about this. There's a, the VR wars are going on, mm-hmm. and I think Sony has won the first battle. Yeah, because they were the first to one million units. Now they're the first to two million units. They're going to be the first to ten million units when yeah. it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And they just talking to devs because that was the thing that struck me. The amount of VR at PSX was way more than I saw at any show all year. Way more than PAX, way more than Tokyo Game Show. Well, Tokyo Game Show had a whole hall de- dedicated to it. That's so true. I shouldn't say that. But well, it was, it was almost massive. a non-existent entity at, at E3 this year. Barely at E3. Yeah. Bethesda had a decent setup. That's I, I just saw, I think our chatty thread of the moment right now is from uh, Rushimex, uh-huh. who's posting about Fallout 4 in VR on uh-huh. PSVR. Yeah, you know, really enjoying it. Uh huh. I don't know. I need to play it. I, I there's so many VR games I have to play before the end of the year. Uh, and Doom, the, the going back to PSX real quick. Yeah, Doom's booth because there was a Doom VFR booth and mm-hmm. a and a Skyrim VR like they're next to each other. Mm-hmm. Both of those had huge lines. Okay. Uh, people want to play Doom VFR. People want to play Skyrim VR. Yeah, so it's, it's a good thing. Um. But yeah, I, I think uh, it was nice to see Sony investing in that. It is. And it's working out. The devs are like, yeah, we're going to make this game for PSVR. Right. And Sony's signing exclusive deals with them. So they can, it's helping these devs get more money. Yep. It's that what I was saying a few years ago, the survivor bias for VR devs is going to be great. Mm-hmm. There's going to be an id software born out of VR in the next... We may have already seen them, but there's going to be a studio that comes out of this that's going to be massive yeah um or a studio that pivots to vr that's already big what type of game do you think would would be the the wolfenstein 3d or doom for that studio what's the breakout hit i i think if if we're going to talk about them if i'm just nominating a dev studio it's alchemy and it's job job simulator yeah I think they cracked that nut. Or Epic Games and Robo Recall. What about Bethesda though? Because the thing is, like, they mm-hmm. are re-releasing games in VR. But Fallout Four, I'm not really. I don't really play the Fallout games, but that's something that speaks to me because that's kind of what I've been asking for—a full, proper video game experience in VR, rather than you know, like Doom VFR. I know it hasn't fared very well in reviews, but I first played that at QuakeCon, and the, the thinking to me, like, that was appealing because that feels like the perfect arcade type game for v for vr i think uh robo recall is very similar in okay. that respect okay. and then also the lab uh Vowel vortex game. yeah 
where you're just controlling the, the spaceship in your hand, mm-hmm. that to me is definitely one of the the best arcade experiences. Sure. But the reason I go back to alchemy is that it has hand presence, humor, immersion, you're present. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, it has its, a unique art style. They announced uh, Vacation Simulator yeah. at PSX. Yeah. And they were, they were acquired by Google for $50 million or something. Like nice. a huge amount. Yeah. So I feel like they they could be the the winners in this. Yeah. Um, and they're just really cool people. I met them at GDCA last year, and they're just wonderful. Yeah. And like, I, I think they... I attended a postmortem of theirs at GDC about Job Simulator, mm-hmm. and they seem like a really cool company. Yeah, so I, I would kind of point to them, but then, the, like I said, it could be anyone because I I don't know if Job Simulator is the end all be all. That's something you play, you have fun with, and then you're kind of done. Uh, accounting, this game that I played, mm-hmm. uh, Accounting Plus for PSVR, Justin Roiland from Rick and Morty has a game. Yeah. He has a game company called Squanch Games. It used to be called Squanch Tendo. Uh, but he changed it to Squanch Games. Yeah. And he, that game's insane. Mm-hmm. That game's really fun. It kind of, it it takes that little bit of job simulator and then they inject insanity into it instead of just kind of humor. Mm-hmm. It's less of a game and it's more just this funny, trippy experience. Okay. Um, there, I, th- I think that the real thing in VR that's going to be the killer app it's kind of like what alt space is mm-hmm. or what um, Facebook's going to be. You know, it's like the place that you go to to hang out with everyone that's not around you. Yeah. I think that concept is going to be what what ends up taking it from, you know, a little 2 million device thing to like 10, 20. Is once it becomes a communication device that does something that's proprietary and unique to itself... I think that's when it goes to the next level. That's why I think Oculus yeah. and Facebook are still very likely to win this because they have 2 billion users. And eventually, if they can show them this is why you want this, they could win. But I still think there will be someone making software that will end up making more money off of it. I think so, too. My only – where I would disagree is that I think that, yes, Facebook has 2 billion users. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons Facebook kind of blew up in in the casual gaming scene is because those users were able to play very simple games like Farmville with a low barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. If you have a computer that can log on to Facebook, you can play those games. The hurdle for VR on PCs is, is much higher. But then Facebook has Oculus Go and Gear VR yeah. where they're like, here's this other, everyone has a phone. Yes, know? yes. So it's like, if, yes. you know, I think that's that's the... The, that pivot that's why Carmack's working so hard over there mm-hmm. is that he hears you the barrier to entry is way too high for pc vr right and you need an exp- an accessible vr the problem is i can't name a single killer app in mobile vr they all kind of suck yeah. because tracking and mm-hmm. you know positional tracking controllers uh pre- uh, graphics you the fact that you're going to burn your battery to you know it's it's going to die uh, yeah. very quickly mm-hmm. all those things are huge limitations for us uh, a mobile accessible vr so yeah. it's like that's what's holding it back from becoming this massive you know because they want to uh what's his head mark zuckerberg's like i want to put a billion people in vr you know that's his goal mm-hmm. 
and they haven't even announced how many rifts they've sold. Meanwhile, Sony has announced they've sold two million PSVRs. That's great. I'm excited for them. Yeah, and it's they're winning. They won this battle. They mm-hmm. won the first gen. Yep. I think it's clear that you can say that. Yes. Now, uh, I don't know if anyone made money off of this. I doubt it. Well, they're setting up to for money to be made, mm-hmm. I think. But it's going to be for the devs. Because think about it. You're yeah. two guys in an apartment in Northeast Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. And you're hacking together some VR game. And you can sell it to 2 million people for $20, right? You mm-hmm. can make $40 million. Yep. And then you don't have to live in an apartment anymore. So it's like, I, I think that that's why i keep comparing it to the 90s of gaming yeah it, or pc gaming because that's when the kings were made then mm-hmm. you know it wasn't uh it wasn't these big companies that that made pc games mm-hmm. you know nintendo didn't pivot to pc yeah uh sega was busy you know they had the genesis they were doing <laughs> well at first yeah um but then they just kept fumbling over themselves i mean the lesson there is nintendo stayed the course Mm -hmm. and sega just kind of bounced around sega had too many ideas brought too many products to market and follow through on them yeah and they kept dropping support and they lost their fan base yeah but they i thought the genesis was a great console it was yeah you know the master system was good so it's like they had two good ones and then just and then Dreamcast, and then they... Dreamcast was like their swan song. Dreamcast was a great console. We had an article on Shaq about the Dreamcast Mini. Yeah. What games I, you would want. I would buy the hell out I of that. I would buy the hell out of that, too. I would love it. So, I guess two points about VR. The first thing is, I, and I don't know why I keep forgetting this, but my in, the first VR game I ever played was last year at E3, I played Resident Evil 7. When it was announced, I played it on PSVR. Mm-hmm. And that is the full game experience I've been looking for. The problem is I'm also a PC gamer. I got that game on PC. But that is actually something I think when I have some extra money, I'm going to get a PSVR and Resident Evil 7 will be the first game Mm -hmm. I play on it. Um, So, you know, props to Capcom for being an early adapter and uh, adopter and, and making the type of game that I want. Yeah. The full experience. The second thing is I think that I think the Vacation Simulator could end up being that breakout hit mm-hmm. because it's interesting, as fun as Job Simulator was, the pretext, um, the, you know, the concept, the premise was still, this is a job simulator, we're just making it fun. Yeah. Vacation Simulator, it's almost like Wii Sports. It takes things that are already fun yep. and letting you interact with them. Yep. That's the sort of game that I feel could really be, you know, the quote unquote system seller. If you go back and you watch my gameplay capture of Job Simulator for my Vive review, yeah, I'm miserable. Yeah. Mainly because I was playing like VR, it was like 10 hours a day for like a week. Yeah. But and some of them were janky. Mm-hmm. But Job Simulator was great. I played the whole thing all the way through, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? Are, why did they do this? This isn't fun. I don't want to work. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't fun. This is not. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Like, I want to have fun when I'm playing games. Right. Then they make Vacation Simulator. I'm like, perfect. This is exactly what I would want to simulate. And you know they're gonna make a Job Simulator too. Sure. Because they had jobs that they left on the cutting room floor, like right. teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Teacher would be great. There's, yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe they'll just do school simulator. They should. That that seems like the next move. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like high school simulator. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think vacation simulator has the potential to kind of be like the Wii Sports of yep. PSVR. Mm-hmm. 
specifically, uh, since that's that's still the one I think, like you, I think that's going to be like the one that kind of wins. It's the dominant platform. It's easy to set up. Yeah. It doesn't require a whole lot of room. Right. Um, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. So they, congratulations, Sony. Yes. You won the VR battle, but the war, the war still. continues. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. But, uh, let's, I, I could, t- oh, one last thing about PSX. Do you like Advance Wars? I do. Yes. Well, I got a game for you. Is it a new Advance Wars? Because I would really like a new Advance Wars. It, Nintendo's not making it. I know. Oh. But it's going to be on Switch. Okay, I'm listening. So a few weeks back or a month or so back, it might have been two months ago now, we ran this story about Sony Music creating an indie game label. Yes, yes. Called Unties. Mm-hmm. Or Unties. I don't know how the hell you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they they're starting to make some games. Okay, they're starting to fund some people. Mm-hmm. There's a five man studio or woman studio in uh, Tokyo. Okay, I think they're near Akihabara, which is the Electric City. All right, and they're making this game called Tiny Metal, and it is Advance Force with maybe a couple little tweaks, but it's Advance Force. That is good enough for me. It's gonna be great. It comes out like this week really yeah oh i figured you were gonna say like oh you know early 2018 no it comes out this year and i'm like wait a second (sighs) (laughs) wait because i I was playing it and i'm like this is delightful and you know like i kind of suck at strategy games i don't i want to call it a strategy game but it's kind of a strategy turn-based it's nice because you can think things through yeah and yeah you can you can always retry yeah but i i'm just dumb so i make stupid mistakes i, I move too hastily mm-hmm. i'm a grunt you know i'm i'm the guy in gears of war that just runs into the room and chainsaws someone <laughs> right 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 um same thing in halo i'm the guy who's running around with a shotgun yeah you know i mean like i just i want to get into the shit you saw me playing quake yes i get into the shit yes <laughs> I'm, I'm we played way. some quake we did play some quake what'd you think of that well in, besides the loading times dude i love i had Champions. fun playing quake yeah I, I i genuinely enjoy that game it's mm-hmm. just you can't thing is you say except for the load times you can't talk about the no. game without talking about I the know. load times I know. if not for the load times that game would be on my game of the year list it wouldn't be number one yeah because it, it's in early access though yeah but the thing is like how long you and i have been playing that game since may mm-hmm it's over six months, and they still haven't addressed the load time. That's what's scary. I'm to the point where, but it's still in early access, is no longer a viable excuse for that. No, but I'm, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm saying that that's the reason why it wouldn't be on my game of the year list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. That's that's fair, too. But yeah. I, <laughs> that game is a lot of fun. It is just Quake. It's it's the successor to Quake Live. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy that gameplay. Oh, boy. That interview where Tim Willits told you that? Yeah. Or told us that yeah. at, at QuakeCon? Right. Holy cow. Did that explode on YouTube? It did. I saw the And news. it's just like, do you see the comments? No. Oh, my God. Don't tell me what to do, Willits. Screw you, Willits. Everyone and hates He knew. To- he anticipated that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, that was like the flame bait that someone took all of our rocket jump youtube videos mm-hmm. uh and they put them in reddit there's like a some there's some reddit, really? th- there's a reddit thread with all of the quake champions interviews right all the little snippets of t- uh, tim willits mm. not not the not the text interview yeah yeah the, yeah the videos the videos yeah. 
And that one was the one that everyone latched on. They're like, don't tell me what to do. I love Quake Live. This game sucks. Your load times are horrible. <sighs> Rocket Spawn's terrible. It was just like so much hate appeared for Tim Willits. And I was just kind of sitting. I, I, I don't moderate the YouTube comments. Right. Greg does. <laughs> and it was just funny. We were talking about it at PSX. I'm uh-huh. like, dude, have you seen that Tim Willits interview? And just like, so it's like a ton of comments just telling tim to like fuck off and yeah. it's like hilarious because it's like no dude he's not the worst person on earth i'll tell there there are two barriers keeping quake champions from even being in the conversation of the games i'm enjoying right now yeah first is the load times which are just inexcusable second is no bots mm-hmm. and i say this because if you want to get into that game if you want to practice if you never played yeah. Quake, if you want to brush up your quick life skills you can't yeah. You have to find other players, and that takes a long fucking time yeah. because of those load times. Well, I think it's... I don't know if the load times are a function of the low player count. Or, that's, that, but that, and that's also a problem. That's I, you th- know? that's that's what I'm kind of pointing to is the main reason I don't want to play it. Yeah. I don't like this game. It's called Overwatch, mm-hmm. but I have no problem finding a game. Yeah. I can play Overwatch whenever I want to. Yeah on any system it's also weird around except the, for switch except for switch hey blizzard hey cliffy b lawbreakers i'd play lawbreakers i'd play on lawbreakers switch on switch but yeah. hey blizzard yeah hey you out there listening i know you're listening because obviously yeah it's a shack cast yep blizzard loves shack news yes they do release overwatch on switch you want to print some money you want free money Give people portable Overwatch. Yeah, portable, competitive, first-person shooting. Because I feel like Doom has the you know single-player covered. Mm-hmm. There well, is, and Wolfenstein's coming right and, behind and it. And Wolfenstein's coming, but that's also a single-player-focused game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Lawbreakers and Overwatch seem like two obvious candidates for release on Switch. Yeah. So let's talk about... Uh, you know, we're talking about Switch. Mm-hmm. Always. And you, just ta- you mentioned Doom on Switch. Yes. And I mentioned Wolfenstein on Switch. I saw some news. Panic Button, the folks that did the port of Doom and Rocket League, are going to do Wolfenstein. Now, Panic Button is not going to win an award this year for most websites. We're giving them the Do It For Shack News Award. Yeah. Because Doom and Rocket League on Switch. Both fantastic versions. Yeah. Oh, I, I... Michael Wang's been uh, messaging me about Doom on on Switch. There is an audio glitch that occurs where the soundtrack cuts out at, like later in the game. I've heard about that. And they haven't patched it yet. And th- you know what? That's a valid complaint, but here's the thing. The most important thing to carry over from Doom was consistent frame rates, fast movement, and the fluidity yeah. of that forward momentum combat mm-hmm. and that made it so like i can deal with the sound glitch but yes they, they need to patch it they need to patch it they do but it's i think they will i don't think that's permanent but no, it's, it's no, something no. that he's a listener of the show michael's been listening the whole time excellent uh so shout out to awkward hamster oh yeah uh you know puya from the chatty mm-hmm. puya garavi yeah pg garavi right right uh pga raver uh-huh Puya Gravy, <laughs> P Gravy, all of the above. He he apparently listened this week and he was like, "Can you shout me out on the episodes?" I just did. There you go. There you go. Do it for Shack News, Puya. That's right. So I did it. Um, but yeah, 
Panic Button deserves an award, and we're going to give it to him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just heard that they're going to be doing Wolfenstein. I, I see, and I have faith. I think that's in the port is in good hands. I think the the engine is questionable now, though, because it's like uh, it's a, a modified version of id Tech. So that's going to be interesting to see if it makes the if it makes the leap well. Yeah, I guess the most important thing, and I think every Doom review, I, I believe yours mentioned this as well, is that you know it might not look fantastic on a TV screen, but yeah. as a portable game. It's beautiful. Yep. And that that is the focus. You have to remember that the Switch is a portable console. Yeah, I would not play Don't play Doom Docked. No. Go go buy it for PC. Yeah. That's the ideal way to play <laughs> that game. Yeah. You want to play it and have it look exquisite and when you're in hell you're like this is beautiful. Yes. That was, I I remember that moment where it was I think the second time No, sp- I don't know if it's spoilers. You go to hell and doom. Oh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, right. Anyway, the second time you're in hell, in Doom 2016, I'm like, God, this is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Looking around, and you're like, you see that, whatever that thing was, and you're like, man, this is just gorgeous. Yeah. I, hey, I'm a Doom 3 fan, but I didn't really like Doom 3's take on hell. No. I prefer Doom 2016. Doom 2016 nailed hell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Panic Bun's going to win the Duo for Shack News Award. I'm going to write that up. Earned. Well earned. Well deserved. Uh, who would have won it if they could have done what they were trying to do? Psionics. We got to talk about this. Yeah. Let's Rocket talk League crossplay. You can't play PS4 and Switch together. Uh, this It's not a preface anymore, but if I would have jumped in, I would have said, let's preface this conversation by saying, I'm glad that they are trying. Yeah. Because I'm glad that cross-play is even a conversation. Mm-hmm. But, man, there are so many caveats and conditions to play. You know, so, I mean, we have, it's like the most diverse group of, of Rocket League players. Charles, our, uh, Charles Singletary, one of our editors, mm-hmm. plays on PS4. Yep. Uh, Donovan plays on Xbox One. That's right. You play primarily on PC. I'll play on PC, PS4, or Switch now. And, and I, I also own it for Xbox One. So yeah, and, and I play on Switch, and they're like some depending on who's playing, some of us can't. Mm-hmm. PS4 and Nintendo don't talk. Yeah. What about Nintendo and Xbox? Yes, they can. Okay, play that together. that can work. But it's you like can play Nintendo to Xbox, Nintendo to PC, Nintendo Xbox PC, all in the private game. Yeah. You can't have Nintendo and PS4. You can't have Xbox and PS4. Yeah. So Sony is the problem there. Sony's the problem. But it's still the fact that you even have to think about it. It's what makes and it. And we can't party up. You can only play private yeah. matches. Yeah. So we can't match make against people. Do you I, think that's a problem with Nintendo's online infrastructure? No. I think it's 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 a uh, Xbox not allowing it, Sony not allowing yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. My, maybe Nintendo not allowing it. Yeah. But parties, cross-platform parties, don't exist in Rocket League at all. Mm-hmm. Not just Nintendo. Okay. So I think that's another issue. But they're trying. They're and trying. If they did yeah. it. I would have given them the damn award. Yeah. But because they didn't, I have to give it to Panic Button. Look at this. Yeah. You know, that's... I can't think of a better way to do it for Shaq News than to give us Doom on Switch. And Rocket League. And Rocket League on Switch. If we go back to January when I'm ranting about Switch when they first showed it, (laughs) that's like two games that are on my wish list. Yeah. And I don't even like Overwatch, but I'm throwing it out there. Sure. You know what? Give us overwatch on on switch well yeah there, there are so many genres game genres that are fertile fields on switch and someone just needs to get there and plant their their flag yeah you know 
I, I don't know how well Doom has sold, but my prediction was that it would sell well because anyone who has a Switch and wants a first-person shooter, as long as the port was good, they would probably get Doom. I think Bethesda said they were pleased, I think was the quote, okay. with the Skyrim and Doom sales. But yeah. I'm not sure if they... I don't think we have numbers on them. I, 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 want, Swi- or I want Switch for Skyrim. I want Skyrim for Switch. I, I'm not going to buy it. It seems like a good version of that game. I haven't really played it. That game came out two weeks after Dark Souls in 2011, so I completely ignored it. But so I would I, play that portable. I got this problem, man. What's that? There's two games on my Switch that are, are just the greatest thing ever to happen to me. Zelda and Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't stop playing either of them. Nope. Um, I remember when I, I told you earlier, like, man, Mario, I was thinking about Zelda while I'm playing it. Now I'm just like... I want that damn moon. Give me another yeah. moon. Yeah. It's like a hit. I have it, three, it, it is. I have 310 moons. I'm like, give me more moons. I need to get the moons. Yep. I want to go back to different kingdoms and get moons. All the moons. Something's going on in this game. Uh, it's a mild spoiler, I think. And I don't even know if I'm right about it. It's just something I was going to ask you and our, our listeners. Mm. Are the levels changing? The levels do change. Okay. Yeah. A Which, lot. Yeah, w- that's something that has happened in 3D Mario games since Mario 64. But back then you had control over it. Mm-hmm. Because as you would earn stars in each level... You could the level which change, one you're going but you could Yeah, you could go back to like the first version of that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't in this. You can't in this. The stages just evolve, but you don't lose opportunities to get moons even if you miss Basically them. like a pipe appears somewhere. Yeah, They're doing it so damn well, though. Like really subtle changes. Oh god, it's brilliant. That's cool. And the way it calls your attention to it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw some birds on a on a pipe, and I was like, "Huh, I don't remember seeing that pipe there." Yeah. So I go over there because the birds drew my attention. Yeah, that's that's clever. I like and I'm that. like, God, dang, this is like masterfully designed game. Yeah. It's so tough, man. Nintendo has made it so hard to look at these two games and say which one's better. They're both excellent. The thing is they excel in different ways. Mario, and I said this before, Mario Odyssey is the apotheosis, the perfection of the formula that Super Mario 64 established. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, you can tell Nintendo has been working on that formula for 21 years. Yeah, it, it's But it Breath of the like- Wild is is a reinvention of Zelda. It feels like this is just Mario 64 2. Yeah. Like it's the sequel yeah. that we always wanted. Mm-hmm. And we and Galaxy's great. I, I still love, love Sunshine. I love Sunshine. Yeah. It honestly, parts of this, the secret levels of Odyssey, feel like they were inspired by the secret levels of Sunshine. Yeah. Because I feel like that was some of the best 3D platforming they ever did. And this is like an evolution of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it tips its cap to every single Mar I know. Derp yeah. and derp. They it tips its cap to every <laughs> single Mario. Tips its cappy ever. Yeah, but holy crap! The post game of this game is the best post game I've ever seen of any Mario. Yeah, and, and you know Mario, especially in recent years, have become known for a post game. Yeah, I feel like that started with maybe New Super Mario Brothers, but definitely like Super Mario three D and three D Land and three D World have great post games. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, and this one is just as good. Or I would say better. It's just crazy though the yeah. amount of moons that I have to get to the next thing. Yeah, five hundred. That's the, that's the next goalpost. I've heard there are like 
I know some people who have around 800. I think there might be 900. Can you just buy them, though? Uh, I know you can buy at least one in each world. I've bought more than one in, in, they, they a, might certain, add, they might in add. a certain kingdom that you don't know about. Okay, okay. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I know. There's a certain kingdom, man, that mm-hmm. it takes this game to a whole... You're just like, wow, okay, okay, golf clap. You yeah. know, because like... And wow. I can tell if someone's gotten to that point yet in the game because you have a different love for this game once you get there. Okay. And I, that's all I'll say about it. But okay. it's it's excellent. This game is so good. If there was no Zelda this year, Mario Odyssey is my game of the year. Fantastic game. Zelda is just different. Zelda is a game that I love to play. I can just go there. It's not about the post game. It's yeah. just being in Hyrule. It's Grand Theft Hyrule. I had my first stream while I was in, out in California where I just played Zelda. I do love to just live in, in that Hyrule. You know, you know, another thing that's interesting about Zelda is I was going to say this might be the first time that Nintendo has completely thrown out the script, written a new one, and nailed it mm-hmm. the first time around. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, Ocarina of Time was a pretty dramatic reinvention, but it wasn't really because it did stand on the shoulders of A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, in many ways, was A Link to the Past, but in 3D mm-hmm. and with additions like Z-targeting and, you know, uh, item equip buttons. Yeah, sure. Breath of the Wild was just like, all right, there's Link, there's the princess, there's Ganon, there's a Master Sword, and everything else was very, very different and new. The Sheikah Slate. The Sheikah Slate. That's the, that was the innovation. That was the jump that they took. Yeah. And it worked extremely well. It did. Uh, someone on the chat, I can't remember who, I think it was uh, Left High Kick. Mm-hmm. He was like, I really would like to play Breath of the Wild, but like a Triforce hunt, like the original. If they were, if there's somewhere, yeah. some way, to give us this game again, but with those quests, yeah, that would be kind of amazing. That would be amazing. Um, I I felt the same way when the game ended. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, even a game that takes place a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. right? Where when Link loses, yeah, that would be exciting. That would be to like play that game up to that point and then lose to Ganon. Yeah, you never lose. Link never loses. Yeah. That to would have be... to go back and play that battle. Yeah. That would be kind of epic. That would be. Because uh, the Ganon battle, I can't wait for you to play it. I'm I'm on the precipice. It's the best boss battle I've seen in so long. That's cool. It does Not it just feels, in Zelda games, but like overall. It just feels so damn good. The whole thing. Okay. Like there's something that happens in it where you're just like, yes, thank you. You fucking you get it. Yeah. That's where they they nailed it. They deserve the the praise they're getting. They okay. deserve the awards they're getting. They did when I guess we could mention this. They won game of the year at the game awards. Yeah, which Bad Kitty 64 thought was the official video game awards. No, there is no official awards that every outlet has their own awards, but I, I guess, you know, it, it it is fair to say that because of Jeff Keighley, because of the production values, he mm-hmm. puts on a good show. And he's well known. Game Awards does get a lot of attention mm-hmm. and acclaim, and deservedly. Most of the attention this year came from Joseph Ferez, who uh, that game, that that asynchronous, uh, it's a it's a co op game, a two screen co op oh. game. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, way yeah. out, right? Yeah, a way out. Yeah, he went on a rant about the film industry. I, I love that guy, and he's just awesome. Yeah, he we did need a to interview thing. him at E three. We year. should because um, Steve and I 
attended a demo of a way out at uh-huh. e3 this year uh-huh. and he did the same sort of thing like anything will set him off not set him off as in he's just ranting and raving but he has he has a lot to say yep and he's very passionate about it we should get him for like an hour at e3 we should and just have joseph ferris go off on yes. everything yes i'm in favor of that <laughs> i'm in favor of it you know just get our get our bleep button ready right yeah um we don't bleep anything no uh, <laughs> we have the exp- the E next to our podcast. That's right. Because we fucking curse. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I don't curse in headlines. No. I, I try not. I don't have our writers curse in articles. No. But if we're talking about, uh, if we're quoting someone mm-hmm. like Joseph Ferris. Yeah. We'll, we'll quote him. Absolutely. You know, I, I think that that's fair. Mm-hmm. But, um, that was kind of funny. That that's what I remember the game awards for. But the thing, the game awards that I think are the closest thing to official mm-hmm. are the game developer choice awards, and those happen at GDC. Yeah, and that's cool because it's the peers. Yeah, it's game developers voting on game developers, and and the um, this they might uh, it might be a joint production, but the uh, Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences as well. I really like to pay attention to the awards yep. where, you know, peers are evaluating one another and can really speak in depth about accomplishments beyond like they did a great job with the graphics. Like they know why and they can dissect it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I love those awards. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't wait for that because that, we get some of our best interviews yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Tim Sweeney there this year. That's right. How often do you get to interview Tim Sweeney? Yeah. And you see Tim Sweeney and Carmack hanging out in the back with the developer from Niantic of Pokemon Go. And he's like trying to get, he's just like, can I get a picture with you guys? It's like, yeah. it was the coolest thing, man. <laughs> you know, like, you just, that's what I mean. Like, it's different than, right. I, I'm sure there's some of that at the Game Awards. Um, you know, you had, um, you know, there's, there's, you're not going to get, it really is kind of like the golden globes or academies for video games. And, and you're not going to get an in-depth examination mm-hmm. of the industry or the craft there, but that's okay. It's still uh, a very, probably the most mainstream awards for video games. Do you think John Carmack would have gone to the game awards? I think he would have gone. Didn't it? it because the the situation that Tim Sweeney and John Carmack were in, John Carmack presented a Lifetime Achievement Award to Tim Sweeney mm-hmm. at the GDCA. Yeah. In the same scenario, do you think he goes to the Game Awards to do that? I think he I think he would if he had uh yeah some sort of purpose yeah reason to be there. But it seems like less of his bag. He seems I think he, he's always at GDC. You you will see yeah. Carmack at GDC. Yeah, that's like one of the things that he never misses. I don't think. No, because I think that as much as he loves games, he's also very interested in the underlying technology. That's the same reason I prefer GDC over mm-hmm. a show like E3. Like E3 is fine. I, I know a lot of people in this position are like, I want to write about games, so I can go to E3. I love going to GDC because I love writing about and discussing mm-hmm. the nitty gritty of development and culture. Yep, that is why. Like that place is a beacon to people like Carmack mm-hmm. and Sweeney. So I mean I think he I think he would attend yeah. the Game Awards, but it, it certainly probably isn't his first choice. I would say no. I, I would guess I definitely think uh, the GDCA has definitely fit him more. Yeah, and GDC does. Yeah, it, it's just it's interesting to see the difference in the two productions. Yeah, and then you also have uh, it, there's there was a year where like Tim Schafer hosted the awards. Like mm-hmm. I think he has a large part in the the GDCAs. But yeah, it's. The people behind that award show, mm. I t- 
tend to admire more than the oh. people behind the GD the Game Awards? Well, if you want an easy way to compare and contrast them, you know, a guy like Tim Schafer hosts the GDC Awards, but someone more mainstream, like a Hollywood celebrity, hosts the Game Awards. Someone like Samuel Jackson. Nothing against that, but the whole the whole purpose of the Game Awards, I feel like, is to get mainstream attention for video games. Whereas a, a you know a show like GDC is you know to hell with the mainstream attention. We're all here because we want to discuss craft, mm-hmm. and that's a very different audience, I think. But yeah, Zelda won. Yeah, deserved. And Reggie announced the DLC at the awards. Yeah, they had like a Sega Saturn moment where they said, "And it's available now." Yeah, like that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I immediately started downloading it. Yeah, yeah. I was on a plane. Oh, dur- oh yeah, I, yeah, you I were. I was flying into uh, That's right. OC. That's so I was, right. I was on my phone just basically watching the GDC, the the Game Awards through ch- Slack chat. Yeah. So I was like interacting with you guys on Slack chat because pho- internet on the plane is not... It's spotty at best. Yeah. yeah. So it's like at best I just can read Slack. Yeah. Um, Or chatty. And chatty was going off. But yeah, they were the Champions Ballot's good. Yes. It's hard. So I know a lot of people were... It's like the Dark Souls of DLC. <laughs> it's the Dark Souls of the Dark... I know a lot of people... Um, I'll say that both DLCs have been very divisive because both DLCs, besides sprinkling more treasures around the world, more scavenger hunts, which I like, they've both been kind of predicated on adding kind of expert level content. In the first DLC, you have the Trial of the Sword, which is basically Zelda roguelike. You start at the beginning of this really long dungeon. If you survive, you permanently power up the Master Sword, which is a very appealing award. If you die, you start back at the beginning. I need to finish that one. I, I need to finish that one too. Uh, and then you can do that one before finishing the game. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then champions ballad adds, uh, it's, it's very difficult content. It starts with, it gives you a weapon called like the one shot something or other. It's this obliterator. obliterator. Yeah. But you're also, you have one quarter heart, so you can die in one hit, but you kill everything else in one hit as well. Mm -hmm. And doing that, you, you go from, you clear out enemies and then a shrine rises and you clear it and you do that. And then you do other stuff. It's, it's much more varied content. You want a pro tip? Give me one. On the champions ballad. Okay. Bomb arrows. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I use those. Lots of them. It's funny because my wife, Amy, was watching me play and she's like, why are you just using arrows? I'm like, because I die in one hit too. I don't want to get close enough to yeah. use the obliterator. I will save. So the the way the obliterator works is you can kill every two times it has to recharge for like 20 seconds or something. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to waste the obliterator on some scrub bokoblin. I'm just going to take that guy. I'll pick him off. Yep. And then if a moblin or whatever gets close, I'll swat him with the mm-hmm. obliterator. But the whole... I guess the contention around the champion's bell for some people is they wanted more lore, more narrative driven content. Mm-hmm. I was never really looking for that because Zelda is not the type of series where Nintendo would devise content that would let you play as one of the champions or basically anyone but link. Mm-hmm. I, I think the champion's ballad is great because I'm looking for more. Breath of the wild is a hard game. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for more challenging shrines, more challenging battles, more stuff to find so both both dlcs i thought were excellent expansions yeah now i i i'm stuck there's a couple on on the champion's ballad yeah have you done the first four i did those the camps and the shrines yeah to raise the monuments yeah 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 i got that done but then i don't want to spoil it but there's something that happens that you have to do four other things yeah and i'm on those i'm on those too 
Wait, so that means you beat Ganon? No, no, no. You only have to beat the four divine beasts oh. to start that. You don't have to beat Ganon. You just have to take down the four divine beasts. Because even after you beat Ganon, the game acts like you haven't beaten Ganon yet. Yeah, Ocarina of Time did that too. No matter yeah. where you save, like even if you save before delivering the final blow, you'll always start in Ganon's castle before the fight. That's right. So, yeah, like that was my whole thing. Like I can finish, I can kill Ganon and then keep exploring doing my thing. Oh, man, the castle. I, I've been in the castle. Love, I've been in the castle. I love the castle so much. I, I, yeah, I love the I castle. I love hyrule castle so much yeah the music is so good the music is so good the, the the amount of the amount of guards guardians that you have to go by yeah is, well and the castle itself is this sprawling terrain mm-hmm. and well, it's I, not I really easy like to get on nope it's hard to even get on that thing yep. that massive land yeah that is that whole thing, man. One of the best boss battles I've ever seen. One of the best lead-ins to a boss battle. I mean, even when you unlock the Divine Beast and those lasers are shooting at it. Yeah. Like, it's ominous. You know, there's this freaking huge monster shooting a laser at that thing. And there's still Ganon doing yeah. his thing. You know, yeah, it's just like, that's cool. Um, That, yeah. I love it. It's game of the year. I don't even know why we're debating it. But it's, we're g- it's been my game of the year for 18 months. <laughs> I'm curious what Ozzy's game of the year is. He's a wild card. I feel like, honestly, Ozzy has probably played more games this year than anyone else on the staff. Probably. So I, I, I'm I going to look. I look forward to his opinion as well. Yeah. I'm curious what Ozzy thinks. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know what Chris thinks. Um, <laughs> Dude, that, his game, his pick has been on fire, though, <laughs> especially on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, PUBG on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, especially on the like Gen One. Yeah, the OG Xbox, Xbox One. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks terrible. I, I, I know he's going to like rally for that game, but no, it's too late. No, it's too late. It's supposed to come out at the time of recording this. It's Tuesday the nineteenth. I think it's supposed to hit one point tomorrow, mm-hmm. the twentieth. I will play it. Sure, I guess. I'm just not really interested in games that offer new ways to shoot each other. And it's not even like I'm not like a pacifist or something. It's just not appealing to me. Uh, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, these games are just up my alley. Mm. To, to me, they're so much more well, creative single and Single player versus multiplayer. You, it is. You, I don't care you, about multiplayer yeah, games. You, yeah. you, you don't. If PUBG had bots, you might care. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. It's basically horde mode at that point. Yeah. So it's like... I understand. I, I don't. I, I understand why people like it. It's not. It's not my game of the year. No. I think it's one of the most important games to come out in a long time. Yeah. Like I think it's. It will change the course of gaming, and we're already seeing yeah. it. A lot of CS:GO is going to copy it. Fortnite already copied it. Uh, there's a battle royale format will be will be aped a lot. I, I think that's the interesting thing. I think that you know, kind of uh, analogous to horde mode uh gears did it first but have they done it best i think we might get into a situation where PUBG mm-hmm. did the battle royal first not like first first but yeah. it's you know it's in the, it's it captured mainstream attention but a lot of people already feel like fortnite does it better so we're going to get into a situation where are people going to be able to easily do uh, battle royal better than PUBG? and i just think that PUBG is a trying to be a realistic game yeah that's the thing it's like no matter like who steals the idea being real they're going to be that first that's game. an interesting hook yeah i think that's going to be their hook yeah that's what arma was about mm-hmm. and arma had its niche this is it's too big but when you look at pc and then yeah. you look at xbox one you're like wow 
I thought this was going to be a real release. Yeah. I thought, didn't that, isn't that how it seemed at E3? That's certainly they how it? they kind of presented it. But it's, the video they showed us at E3 of PUBG on Xbox One X looked nothing like what shipped. Nope. But it's it's the, basically the early access game is what we got. So, and this is going to be the weird thing. PUBG will be will hit 1.0 on one platform, but still be early access on another. That's right. Which to me, eh, that's a that muddies the water. The oh, game is not done. Done. It's done on PC. So let's well, let's review the PC game. Let's let's give yeah. it a proper shot at game of the year. Okay. That's why we waited this long. Yeah. So that they could actually be considered mm-hmm. uh, for game of the year. Cause I think Shaq news every fucking day. It's talking about PUBG. Shackers Still. are also very passionate about breath of the wild though. I see a lot and, and of those Mario. threads and Mario. Yeah. I think there's a lot of Mario fans in, in the, in the chatty, in yeah. our, you know, our Shaq news forum. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting, man. That thread, the game of the year thread it's all over well and, and like like i have said numerous times i don't get fanboyish about game of the year i get excited about this time of year because as someone who loves games and as someone who uh is especially you know been just blown away mm-hmm. by the the amount of quality games this year i'm looking forward to the discussion because i think you're going to have a lot of wide-ranging opinions yeah you know, there are a lot of people pulling for Zelda, for Mario, for PUBG, for Persona 5. I mean, for Resident Evil 7. Horizon. Like, there are a lot of quality games this year. The Hollow Knight. And, yep, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight really is not getting enough love. I don't think enough people played it. That's going to happen in, or in years like hard. this, though. Yeah. I think it's hard. It's maybe people aren't beating it. Spectre, uh, the it's Spectre Knight expansion for Shovel Knight. I, that's not. I don't think that's a game of the year contender because it is an expansion. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best expansions I've played in some time, though. Yeah, it might be the best version of Shovel Knight. In fact, I think PC Gamer gave XCOM's uh, expansion expansion of the year. Oh yeah, awards are already coming out, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a couple. I think uh, some websites are counting down their their game of the year already. Um, game or Giant Bomb hasn't started their. Their deliberations are in the can, I They're, believe. They filmed it, but they haven't started airing. No, yet. they they always do. Um, that's their content the week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll probably yeah. be going head to head with them. Yeah, uh, with but ours. that's a good time. That's a good time though, because yeah. like most you know most developers, publishers, press outlets have kind of gone home for the holidays. Yep. You know, uh, and so it's a good week to have content come out. Mm-hmm. You're not competing with as much. Yeah. So you know, I think. Expect a sprinkling throughout the week, and then we'll yeah. have a big finale with the game of the year to end the year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think Ozzy opened the polls until the 28th. Yeah. So we'll be writing up our game of the year stuff like, yeah. uh, next week sometime. Yeah. It'll be Ozzy and me, I guess. Um, I- I'll write about Breath of the Wild. I can do it. Sure. I'm going to write a little something today, yeah. I think. Yeah. Just write write the game of the year entry for Breath of the Wild. Okay. Like like they like it won. I've been I've been waiting to write this entry since uh June 2016. Write during the Cleveland Cavaliers run to the championship. Okay. That was when it was happening. Yep. E3. Yeah, that's right cuz you would be <laughs> you were watching those games. I think you even flew <laughs> you went to Cleveland. Not for, for game, game 6. Not for game 6. But I I wanted to be at game four. Yeah. But I only went to game three. Did you go to, you went to San Francisco for one though, right? No. What am I thinking of? 
I th- I could have sworn last year we were, E3, there was there a situation was where you like oh yeah there was it, talk yeah it was Thursday of E three yeah when things were winding down yeah yeah and it was the last day at the booth mm-hmm. and that was Game six at the NBA Finals that was yeah Cavs in Cleveland mm-hmm. right I did not go okay I wanted to. And I remember looking at my watch at the end of the day, and I'm like, "We gotta go, we gotta go watch the game." Yeah. Um. Then no, I watched Game Six. In I think we were in the hotel or something, and then Game Seven, I was back at home in Newport. Mm-hmm. This was before I moved. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, that was interesting times. Yeah, <laughs> that certainly was. It's weird. The NBA Finals and E3 are always like kind of interweaved yeah it sucks especially when the lakers are in the finals mm-hmm. because the staples center is right next to the convention center yeah so it's just ridiculous traffic there was a year where the lakers and the la kings the hockey team in town were both in their finals mm-hmm. and e3 was going on that's yeah. that sucked and then i was there a year where the lakers won i was there several years when the lakers won and i wasn't I wasn't staying in downtown LA. I had to drive through the riots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like Olympic and like all those Ooh. areas. Like I lived in Redondo beach at the time. So this must've been like 2008 or nine. I can't remember when they won. Uh, and yeah, I, <laughs> I remember driving through like, like when the LA Kings won or whatever, it was just yeah. like fire. Mm-hmm. Like just people were flipping cars over. Yeah. They get very excited about their sports. Sure. When Ohio, when we were like, what do we do right we were kind of shocked when cleveland won the nba finals i think it was more shock yeah and then celebration that was a nail biter of the game though it came down to game seven to come back from three to one yeah yeah win three games in a row in the fashion that they did yep yeah i mean that was that that was an unbelievable moment mm-hmm. and i don't think people are valuing it enough no I think people like they like to talk about LeBron James leaving again. He can't do that to us. No, but like I don't he, think he will, but even if he did, he kept his promise. But he can't leave. No, I don't think he will. He can't. I don't think he will. His whole foundation is built on like helping people in Northeast Ohio get yeah. educated and like, you know. Well, it's like you've said he's already done everything he really needs to do. At this point in his career, any other accolades are gravy, right? It's like, what are you gonna do? Go win another championship for the Lakers? They've won a ton of championships. Yeah. You go win one for Boston or like wherever, you know, like yeah. Miami again. They've already won. Right. But if you bring one title to Cleveland, then the next parade there's gonna be two million people there, three million people there. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a bigger deal. Right. One championship in Cleveland is worth like fifty in New York City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's a fact. Yeah. So I feel like if he can win more here. It cements him as one of the greatest of all time. I just don't think he wants to leave again. I don't think so. I don't think he has to. No, I don't think so. It's not the same scenario he was in. Mm -hmm. He was frustrated. His team sucked. He didn't even make it to the finals. You know, like, he made it to the finals once. Right. Got swept. And they never put a good team around him. Now we have a freaking all-star team. Our team's really good. Right. And I think he's going to put the screws to the owner. And get, like, the biggest contract of all time. He's in the position to do that. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, get a half a billion dollar contract and play the rest of your career here. Right. That's what I think he should do. Yeah. I think it's better for his brand, too. But, yeah, that's always something that 
I when I was out in LA, everyone was like, "Oh, so LeBron's gonna leave and come here." I'm like, "Why?" Right. He likes Swensons. Yeah. 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 He lives like ten minutes away from the one in Fairlawn. He does, and I mean, I, I'm with you. He he has roots in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, and he's just doing way too much charitable stuff. Yeah. He works with Goodyear on mm-hmm. his charity. There's a Goodyear logo on the Cavs lo- jersey. Right. right. It's the first year that you can put ads mm-hmm. on your jersey. We got Goodyear. It's just the wing foot. It looks kind of good. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, just, I don't see him leaving. No. I think part of the reason Kyrie Irving left was that LeBron wasn't leaving. Kyrie wanted his own team. He knew that LeBron wasn't leaving. He yeah. wanted to leave. He'll, he'll always play second fiddle to LeBron if you play on Cleveland. Right? Yeah. So I feel like that's why he left. Yeah. Is that he knew he was staying. Right. But everyone likes the media just likes to debate this mm-hmm. so yeah let me know if i'm an idiot for thinking lebron james is staying at techno sucks or tweet at greg burke if you well, if you want to just complain right if you want to complain about headlines that are clickbaity tweet at greg burke <laughs> send dog photos to me though yeah and cat photos i like cat photos just uh, pet photos yeah whatever pets you got yeah not a big fan of reptiles I had a no, no, no. yeah, because pigs are cute. I like I like your guinea I've pigs. Got, yeah, I, yeah. I like I like the guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. I like all all sorts of fluffy, cute animals. Yeah, tweet those at me. Mm-hmm. But complaints, Greg Burke. Right. I think it's Greg underscore Burke eighty five. That's something. right. Yeah, hit him up. Yeah, he'll be happy to talk with you about it. Yeah, he's our complaint department. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, he had a lot to say about RE two last week. I don't know if you listened, but he did. I'm so dis- I'm disappointed it wasn't shown, but I'm not surprised. Kind of like I was talking to you about before the show. Capcom's focus, at least for the next few months, is still Resident Evil Seven. They have that last DLC with Chris Red- uh, Chris Redf- Redfield, Ugh. Mm-hmm. which is a big deal. He's another legacy character. But once they put a bow on Resident Evil Seven, you know, Capcom's thing now is re-releases, you know, remakes and remasters of games. Mm-hmm. They're doing it with Mega Man, Mega Man X, Street Fighter uh and yeah next year i'm hoping we see we need to see something the game should be out next year but i'm also hoping like within the first half of the year before e3 i'd like to see at least a screenshot or a trailer because they announced the resident evil 2 remake in august of 2015 we are overdue to see some media from that game Mm -hmm. but no they don't have like their own event either really they can just they don't really need to i think they what they did with the mega man event is kind of they're kind of learning from nintendo a little like they had their own like they had a live stream with influencers hosting and yeah they're doing their thing yeah so maybe they'll do that like direct kind of thing yeah for it but i think this was the year of re7 yeah and they didn't want to take any attention away from re7 no and well deserved that's a great game they did a hey how about that in the same year we got a Mario and a Zelda, we got a good Resident Evil. Yeah. And How? and a and a reinvention of that yeah. franchise as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like wow. And I think that that game deserves more credit than a lot of other games that came out this year. You know, and it's, it's being forgotten because it was one of those early year games. The thing is, like, the world moves so fast now mm-hmm. that even I mean, Breath of the Wild came out March third. That's that feels like ages ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, Resident Evil 7 released in January. It's kind of hard. I have a lot of people are like, oh yeah, that was out this year. Even people who loved it forget that it, it's been, it's, it was 11 months ago. Speaking of Breath of the Wild on March 3rd. Yes. Nintendo Switch has sold 10 million units. And he, and Reggie Fizeme said, this is unprecedented. So what the you're company. saying 
is that Nintendo is doomed. Nintendo is totally doomed. They should get out of the hardware business, become a third-party developer before they go bankrupt. Pack it in. Give up iPhone games. That's the end of the story. <laughs> Just iPhone games. I, I, I am... I'm delighted that they're that they're doing so well. The Switch is a good system. It's so good. I yep. play it every day. Yep. It's my favorite console in a long time. Switch gaming PC. That to me is still like it's it's a perfect combination. Yep. You can cover the most bases of games to play with those two platforms. No, I agree. I think you you miss out on some really good Sony games. Like Uncharted, that's your Naughty Dog games. The interesting thing about that, I agree. I think I feel like, especially The Last of Us Two, there's not really another game like that. Mm-hmm. But Uncharted, nothing against it. I preferred Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider games to that because there is more gameplay to them. So my point being that you might miss out on some exclusives here and there, mm-hmm. but there are multi-platform games that do that and sometimes better. God of War. God of War is coming in March, and that will be that's that, looking really good. You know that game's going to be excellent. Yes. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. If you didn't have a Switch and didn't play Zelda, it would have been a great open world game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's about it. Yeah. I don't know what else. Things are things are kind of winding down. We're moving into the Shack Awards no, period. But I, but I'm, I'm trying to think of other PlayStation <laughs> exclusives. Well, the th- my whole thing is like MLB place- the show. My, I loved the PS3 last generation. I think that once they got rolling, they had more, uh, more varied and better exclusives on PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, this this generation PS4 hasn't. I don't. I don't feel like there have been. I don't. I'm not, I'm not like keeping count or anything. But none of the exclusives have really jumped out at me. PSVR. PSVR is kind of the new home for their that, you know, for Sony exclusives. There you go. That's kind of like some that, that that's a key differentiator in console. Yes. Yes. Microsoft for some baffling reason did not support their 18 Windows MR headsets that they released on the Xbox One X, even though that thing's powerful enough to push them. Yep. They didn't do anything there. Yeah. Because that would be synergy. Mm-hmm. heaven forbid they actually do something synergistic at that company ah microsoft um and yeah nintendo has no interest in vr no nor should they they're, they're still predicated on couch co-op yeah we're never going to see an online co-op mario no i'd play it but you know one of the reasons you know again like new super mario brothers wii was fun and Super Mario 3D World is because mm-hmm. uh, it's just shenanigans and antics with a bunch of people in the same room. Yeah. And you can't really replicate that with a headset on and or online. Net code for that. That would that would kind of cripple that game and yeah. make it not fun. Yeah. they Nintendo won't make a bad Mario game like that, so they yeah. won't, you won't see that. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of wish I had... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish Luigi was in Mario Odyssey at times. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed he's not because even in Mario Galaxy, especially in two, I want to say one or two, there were situations where Luigi would just be hanging around, like, "Hey, you can play as me if you want." Yeah, and I would always do it because I love Luigi. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, there's not a. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just, I just, I wish that like, I've always wanted like a the Mario 3D World kind of experience online. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I could play, I could be running around New Donk City with a friend. Right. Uh, basically, like the characters from Mario Bros. 2 on NES, mm-hmm. all playable simultaneously online. Right. That was kind of my dream for that. And I, just, I don't think we're ever going to see it. No. Uh, which is, it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Nintendo selling Switches like hotcakes. Yep. 10 million in nine months. You know how many Wii U sold in five years? 12, right? 13 point, 13.5 million. Yeah. In five years. Right. I think it sold maybe 3 million units in the same time period that this has sold 10. And this has been supply constrained for about six of those nine months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're here. Yeah, and I can't, I can't wait to see them give the the DS and two, 3DS treatment to this. Yeah, because we're gonna see like Switch Pro, Switch, oh you know, yeah, Switch with a front facing camera, Switch with uh, Bluetooth built in. I mean, by virtue of this being a Nintendo portable, they're going to release hardware refreshes. Switch Mini, yep, new dock, Switch SP, Switch I, Switch 4K, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna oh, BS yeah. the heck out of this. Yeah. It's gonna be great. There's someone who mentioned so Nintendo, you know, uh, AJ Newman said yes, we're working on the new Zelda game, which like of course they are. They probably <laughs> they, pro- they probably started development of it before uh, Breath of the Wild shipped. or during or dur- yeah oh yeah because that's what you do once a game is feature complete you have a a splinter team go off and start laying out the next game mm-hmm. and then once you finish your current game the team the team migrates over but um. Someone in chatty speculated that, you know, maybe the next Zelda game will launch with a Switch hardware refresh, mm-hmm. which would kind of make sense because Breath of the Wild was a system seller for Switch, still is, yeah. but now it's joined by Mario Odyssey. But I could see like their next, you know, the the new 3DS of, this, of, of Switch where it's yeah. better hardware and maybe there are some games exclusive to it. I could see Breath of the Wild 2 or the, ne- the next Zelda, whatever it may be, kind of leading the charge. Maybe they bring the D-pad back to the Joy-Con. Uh, that'd be nice. I mean, they can't because when you split those, like those are also your face buttons. Yeah. So that's the thing. I know. I don't really like using the split Joy-Cons. I, I do like the fact that multiplayer is available out of the box. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. But I only split the Joy-Con like when I have to. Rocket League does support that, by the way. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. FYI. But I never play Split. No. <laughs> that's for kids. It is. I mean, yeah, like, again, like, it's nice to have a console where right out of the gate you can play multiplayer games. Yeah. But you don't want to use the Split Joy-Con unless you have to. It's not very comfortable. No. You know, it's it's funny. Last week I was talking to Greg about playing handheld, and he's like, my hands hurt after 45 minutes of playing it. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, like, I got arthritis. I was in a car wreck. Like, my hands are messed up. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't get hand cramps. Like, Chris Gerard, too. He he shits all over the Switch because it hurts his hands to hold it. Yeah. I'm like, my hands are not small. No, dude. Like, I don't know what they're doing wrong. I feel like they're holding it wrong. I feel like yeah. this is like a Steve Jobs moment for me where I'm like, you're holding it wrong. Right. You know, like, that was, that yeah. was what he famously said about Antenagate. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... <laughs> I think I think they might be holding it wrong. Yeah. Or it's the angle at which they're holding it. But there are some ergonomic issues that are created with this sure. wonderful device being handheld. Sure. Uh but I play the shit out of it in handheld. I played a lot of Breath of the Wild in it handheld mm-hmm. and, and Mario. I, I really want a, a means to stream in handheld, and they haven't done that yet. That's 
kind of infuriating. Yeah. There should be a Twitch app for that device. There should. Because I'd love to watch Twitch on it. Mm-hmm. And I'd lo- I guess you can really type well. There's, there's, I mean, they're starting. Like, they released the Hulu app a month or so ago. And they shoved it at the end of a PR email. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, Hulu. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I, I mean, it's like, again, like, their primary focus is games. So I can't yeah. fault them for that. Yeah. They're delivering on that front. But like, you got an iPad. Yeah. Go watch your iPad. Yeah. Play games on this thing. Right. I, I, which I agree with. But, man, I would use YouTube. If it was there. I would too. I love YouTube. Oh, by the way, I subscribed to YouTube TV. So I cut the cord when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I subscribed to YouTube TV because uh, net neutrality is coming and I won't be able to watch sports <laughs> Yep. anymore. Mm-hmm. They have Fox Sports Ohio so I can watch all my Cavs games. Mm-hmm. And I get I have an antenna here so I can watch CBS, NBC. Yeah. But they have those. It's actually really great. I think YouTube oh, cool. TV is awesome. It's thirty nine ninety nine a month. It's a skinny bundle of channels. Mm-hmm. It's live TV. It can DVR stuff for you, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Like, why does DVR exist in YouTube TV? It should just be cloud based. Everything yeah. should be on demand. Yeah. But I bet there's some sort of uh, different fee mm-hmm. that you have to pay content owners to have that kind of access. Yeah, that makes so sense. So they still have a DVR mechanic because the DVR mechanic allows for you to record. Yeah. It's weird. But I it records all Cavs games for me now, mm-hmm. all the post-game shows. So if I miss the Cavs game, I can just watch it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, just for that, it's worth it to me. But then also, like, when I was traveling, it's it's cool to just, like, watch SportsCenter on your phone, like, and the way that you, uh, it has a channel surfing kind of mechanic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that we haven't had in, uh, on phones or tablets no, or no, even, it's, it's even the, missing. even set top boxes yeah. is that the ease of use of regular traditional up, down, left, right TV mm-hmm. has never come to, uh, uh, like a online service. Right. Google's the closest I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I think they deserve praise for this. Yeah. Uh, check out YouTube TV. It's a free week. This is an unsponsored mention of them. It's I might a, check that out, actually. Yeah, it's a free week, and then you can cancel. Yeah, okay. Um, it's worth trying out. I, I really liked it. It's, okay. It's one of the... It's like one of my favorite apps to come out this year now. Mm-hmm. And it's a separate app from YouTube. Okay. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, that is odd. I, I think it's because of the monetization of the app. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other weird thing about it, there is no Apple TV app, so you have to airplay to it. And there's sometimes where you can't watch content in mobile, you have to airplay it in order to be able to watch it. <laughs> so it's not perfect. Yeah. But it's, I think, the best I've seen. Okay. So I, I commend them. Okay. Um, Lola is looking at me funny. What's up, poops? <laughs> Lola's calling it. I think she's saying the show's over. Yeah. But yeah, I guess we'll do our our usual wrap up. So you know, go to shacknews.com. I'll, I'll jump in here. Oh, go yeah, to go shacknews.com and read Rocket Jump. Well, yeah, it's the second uh, spot on Box our on our, our front page. Yeah. Yep, yep. You can click on it there. Five dollars a month It unlocks the whole thing. Yeah, and you get no ads on Shack News. That's right. And you help support us make more cool stuff like this. Win 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 win. And I hear you might have an EPUB for us soon. For Mercury subscribers, that is right. We're before, working on before it. Christmas. Before Christmas, folks. That's so, right. So go if you haven't yet subscribe to Mercury. 
uh, if you are a Mercury sub, thank you so much for helping us. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, go to shacknews.com for that. We also have news, reviews, previews, Shack News, other things that rhyme with you. Um, <laughs> That's right. And uh, go to shacknews.com slash chatty for all sorts of threads about everything. Yes. There's a thread about Trump every day. And if there's something, if you want, if you're looking for a thread on something, you don't find it, you can start one. That's right. You can just start a conversation. Yes. Don't just anything. join the conversation. Start one. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, one of our, our mods, uh, BBC, Bitches Be Crazy is, mm-hmm. her, is, her, is her name. Uh, she's never had an original post. She's never done an OP. She only replies to the thread. Now that you mention it, I do just see her replying. She's Interesting. Ne- she's never had an OP. I, I met. We were you. Yeah, you were. You were there at QuakeCon. We met her. Yeah. Yeah, we were. We were talking at QuakeCon about it, and I was like, "That's kind of interesting <laughs> to have been a member of the community yeah. that long and have never had an OP." Yeah. She's like, "I don't have anything to say." <laughs> like, really? <laughs> she always has really funny pictures ready to go. Yeah. That's true. A lot of mods. Dognose is a vast cornucopia of dank memes. Yes, he is. Uh, he's funny. But um, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. So yeah, shacknews.com slash chatty. It is our forum-ish kind of thing. It looks like Reddit. Right. It's going to change soon. And it's going to stay the same, but we're going to change things soon. Mm-hmm. I got I got The I redesign got, is coming. It is. 2018 is coming. Uh, so yeah, go there to join the conversation. Go to shack or go to... Uh, YouTube.com slash Shack News Games because YouTube.com slash Shack News is taken by some jerk. Go to YouTube.com slash GamerHub videos yep. to see interviews like stuff with Dr. Disrespect. Yes. And, you know, I think Greg did a good job over at the, at the red carpet at the Game Awards and he was also at PSX. So we're going to have some more interviews. We have a Justin Roiland interview from Rick and Morty that's coming up. Excellent. Uh, hopefully soon. And uh, go to yeah, follow us on Twitter at Shack News, Facebook we're just Shack News. Um, I think we're on Google Plus. If you guys use that, someone out there uses it. Someone. There's like two people who are they like our stuff on there. They're super excited. They, they plus our about Google Plus our posts. Hey, I, I think it's plus. <laughs> you plus stuff. Wow. Uh, so yeah, there's people out there that use that. <laughs> and then on Twitch. We broadcast shows. Yes. About video games. We've been doing a couple weekly shows for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I've uh, been doing a Nyko giveaway stream. Yes. So tune into that. And then, yeah, we have happy hour to kick off the week. And we usually just, it's a gaming talk show. Um, yeah. And we have some more stuff coming on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash Shack News. Uh, that's about all the promo stuff. But if you're on the internet, I'm going to get on my soapbox. On your soapbox. And you're sharing information, or you're just consuming a feed of information on yes. Twitter or Facebook, and As you, you happen to like a post, or you retweet it, or you share it. It happens. Click the link Please before you do. share it. Yes. Read the article before you like it. Become a more informed reader and more informed share of information. You'll help prevent fake news from being spread, and you do it for Shack News. You help the writer by increasing their Google Analytics tally. Yes. You know, it helps the writers. If you like someone who's writing articles, reviewing games, doing whatever, making videos in Greg's case, click their video, watch it. Yes. If you're on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to us. It really does help. 
and yeah, you're going to become a more informed reader and more informed share of information. You might stop reading some crappy websites. If you're only drawn to their headlines, it might end up that you don't really like them. Right. And so, yeah, do it for Chag News. Click the link. Yes. One last thing. And we're not going to give them an award this year, but I think they deserve some sort of praise. This year, 2017, might be the best year for theonion.com in a decade. <laughs> They've been crushing it. That's true. It's like outstanding. Yeah. The best year I've seen from them in a long time. And it's like, it's been this bright, shining light in a darker kind of year for me. Yeah. Is that they have just injected humor perfectly into the world and it's like i feel like because john stewart's gone he's not on the daily show anymore yeah we need that topical compass that just shines a light on society right i feel like the onions doing that they are and they're entering video content in a big way uh on facebook which is kind of funny but yeah uh i really just shout out to the onion a friend of mine from high school writes for the onion Tell him he's doing a great job. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of their work. I will tell him. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've been a fan of their website for a really long time. Yeah. But, man, this year they've just been great. They've been on point. Yeah. So, shout out to The Onion. Uh, go out there. I don't know. what You got anything? Oh, who? who? You know what? I'm going to do a, sp- a special sponsor this week. Okay. So, I was in Orange County last week. Okay. There is a bakery there called Sensitive Sweets, and it's gluten-free, dairy-free, nut-free, vegan. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Okay. If you, if you have any of those like allergies yeah. or you have a special diet, they can make things to your diet. Mm. Uh, I went in there. I got some, you know, I, every time I go there, I try to get, like, they have chocolate chip cookies that are amazing. All their food tastes, like, real. It doesn't taste like they're cutting out anything. Okay. Uh, so they do a really good job. They were making an... ATAT cake. Oh, that's cool. It's like three feet tall. Oh, I need to see pictures of this thing. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. It was like behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's amazing. They made a birthday cake for me a couple years ago. It was like Mario and like all this cool stuff. Very cool. So, yeah. Um, they're awesome. Shout out to Sensitive Sweets. If you're out in Fountain Valley, they're off of Brookhurst. And you can also order online from them. They'll deliver. Very cool. They were busy, man. They're super busy. It's like uh, business is booming. You know, a lot of people are developing food allergies later in life now. A lot mm-hmm. of kids are growing up with it. Uh, there's gluten sensitivity beyond celiac disease. Well, it's cool that they're answering, you know, the demand and the need for this. Mm-hmm. So awesome. shout out shout out to Sensitive Sweets. That'll be our unofficial sponsor. They didn't pay us to say that. I just like them. Yes. And they're a small business. And we're a small business. And we like shouting out other small businesses. Uh, but yeah, tiny metal though. That game, it's in the back. Yeah, yeah, man. Scratch that advanced words itch. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I can't stop thinking about tiny, tiny metal. Okay, it's I'm gonna funny. check it out. It's funny. I'm like, great. Now another game. Yeah. Now so we don't have game. enough of those this year. Yeah, n- another game for my Switch. Right. What a time to be alive. Yes. Nine months ago, very few people believe that nintendo would have this many games and now they there's just too many that's right so go out there and buy a switch if you haven't shackers what are you doing do it for shack news do it for shack news play some mario what's up lola 
She is done. She's over this. She's like, <laughs> hour 46, you're done. You're fired. Awesome. So, yeah, Zelda is my game of the year. It's my game of the year. It's Greg's game of the year. Yes. If it's not Shaq News game of the year, I'm going to be very surprised. Yeah. Uh, tune in to the site next week to find out and a bunch of other awards that we're going to give out. But I did spoil one. The Do It For Shaq News Award goes to Panic Button. Yeah. So how about you folks out there? Go out, rate us, uh, review us if you like us. If you don't, tweet at Greg Burke. And go out there and do it for Shaq News.